Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That shit crazy. Tuesday! It's All Even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, and wherever you find your podcast available. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, comment, because the page is growing, baby. We hit a thousand subscribers. The All Even wave is growing. Get on it. Lots to get into. NBA, the playing game is here to stay, and I'll discuss my thoughts about that. NFL news, Julio Jones is on the block. Jimmy G is also on the block. The Patriots are trying to do some dastardly things and move up in the draft, and that's big trouble for the NFL. And the circus is in town, and the biggest star of the circus is Floyd Mayweather. We'll discuss that as well. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. Don't you just love that new car smell? Once you get that car off the lot, it's like, ah, oh, man, you can be able to go in there. Every time you open a door, you just feel good. You're in a new car. You're excited. But after a few months or so, maybe a year or two, you know, that new car smell is gone. And you have to try to rekindle that. So you go to the store, you buy some fragrances, you got some stuff that you can be able to hang. They have the new car smell scent where you can be able to buy and put in the car and all that. But it's never really the same, right, from when you first got it off the lot. I, I, I bring this up because the NBA, to me, in the regular season feels that way. It feels like when the season starts, you're all excited you're all hyped up about it, but once the new car smell rubs off, it's hard to get it back. Adam Silver kind of feels this as well, and that's why this whole play-in tournament has been a thing since the, the bubble. It's really an exciting idea, and he likes it because it brings eyes to the product. It gives other teams and other fan bases and other markets a chance to get into the postseason. So it's exciting. It's something to talk about. Hell, I'm talking about it right now. So it's doing its job. So how do I feel about the playing tournament? I don't really I don't really hate it. I think it's a it's a decent idea. I would like to see how the data works going forward, how many ninth seed teams 
beat an eighth seed team because they have to beat them twice in a row in order to advance. So we'll see how that goes, but it's a pretty interesting idea. It it leads for more suspense and drama in regards to if that ninth seed uh, team beats the eighth seed team. Now we're looking at a situation where whoever wins the next game advances. I like that. So, you know, I'm all for it. But here's what I don't like. I don't like the fact that the regular season still feels like it doesn't matter. It's nothing. Yeah, we have the play-in tournament at the end. But what about everything in between? Why is there no importance on the regular season anymore? And my issue with the NBA is that out of all the sports, the NBA cares the least about their divisions. Why have divisions in basketball if the division titles don't mean anything? In football, you have 16, now 17 games. Division title matters. In baseball, you play 162 games. Winning your division matters. Yeah, they have the wild card spots. Cool. But it's harder to advance in a wild card situation than if you win your division. You're already in. It's just like college basketball. College football, you win your division. It's important. You win your conference. It's important. So why at the professional level, at the highest professional level in regards to basketball, we don't care about division titles? It's nonsense. It's really stupid. And I don't understand why they do this. You want to, you know, put bells and whistles here. You want to do this. Why don't you just fix the simplest thing? Make the division count. If you win your division, you're automatically granted a top three seed in your conference. Maybe that will stop people from hot-dogging it or mailing it in in certain points of the season when the actual division crown is on the line. Just, I just don't get it. Why did the players agree to not making the division a thing and Adam Silva has to abide by this? This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You play 82 games in a regular season normally. You have 72 games this season. Nobody cares about the division. Nobody cares. Got players sitting. You got people laughing on the sidelines. Don't care about certain games in your division. They don't even, like, is there rivalries anymore? Do you not know what making the division count would mean for basketball? It would mean that rivalries come back. And when you have rivalries in sports, it makes everything better. This is why Yankees and Red Sox is always going to be a thing. No matter how bad the Red Sox are, no matter how bad the Yankees are. Yankees, Red Sox is always a thing. Giants and Dodgers, always a thing. So what I'm saying, it's, it's about divisions. It's creating that tension, that drama within your division. Because you play these guys more than any other team in your league. That's why it matters. 
That's why it should hold more power. Winning your division should count. Some teams in the NBA don't even hang banners for their division. The Lakers don't. It's crazy. Why? Because it's like, it doesn't mean anything. It should mean something. It should be celebrated. People should be cheering and throwing parties in their locker room when they win their division. We don't see that in basketball. See guys handshaking, just walk to the lights. Come on now. That's an achievement. After playing 82 games, you win your division. Is this so hard, Adam Silva, to understand? You got all these other ideas and, hey, they're innovative. Granted, kudos to you. But fix the simple things that are right there in front of you. Nobody said, hey, Adam, why don't you just make the divisions mean something, buddy? Oh, that's a great idea. How come nobody else has ever said that to me? Why, do, why should we say it to you? You're the commissioner. Fix it. You know what a movie would be if there was no drama or suspense or payoff at the end? It would be the worst movie you've ever watched. The most boring movie you've ever watched. That's the NBA. That's exactly what they are. They're a movie with nothing in the middle. Because it doesn't matter. You just, oh, just focus on Focus on what happens at the end credits. Not all the other stuff that's going on. It's not about the journey in the NBA anymore. It's all about the playoffs. all about the finals. Who's going to play in the finals? No, no, no. What about enjoying the ride? What about seeing a team progress and maybe they were in last place four months ago and then they made a trade and now they're cooking and they're creeping up the, the, the division rankings? And then on the last week of the season, they win their division. And now they get a top three seed in their conference. What a story. But the NBA takes that story away from us, don't they? Because it doesn't matter, right? Playing tournament game. This game, you know, we, we got expansion teams. We got this. We got CBA to worry about. We have Draymond Green running his mouth about women's pay scale and all that. Just, just fix what needs to be fixed right in front of you. It's very, very simple. The product is not terrible, but it needs work. It needs to be fixed. It needs to be tweaked. And this playing tournament thing is not going to fix it completely. It's a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. Doing this will breathe life into the NBA. It will breed more rivalries. It will breed more competition, more high-level basketball if you make the divisions mean something. Playoffs will be better because guess what? Seeding will be very, very interesting. You may have a team that won 45 games as a top three seed while another team that wins 56 games as a lower seed. And now you have an interesting, compelling situation because the team with 45 wins has home court advantage. So now it's different stakes. That 56-win team has to play a little harder. They can't coast. They got to really go after it because now those fans are rabid. They're, they're energetic. They know that they have four games in their home building. This can change the landscape of basketball. 
And why won't anybody hear me? All right. Because I just have a podcast. I'm not an important person. They need to understand this. It's not that hard. The NBA just makes it hard. Coming up after the break, some NFL news. Julio Jones may be on the move and why I feel it's not really that big of a deal. On a Tuesday night. It's all even. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money from that Flip the Script podcast. Yeah, 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 we in the studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, listen. Shout out to the All Even podcast. My oh, man he, Barry oh, Grant Jr. Whoa, 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 What's up, whoa, man? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? What you, what you want to say to the people? Shout out somebody else's podcast. Yeah, my nigga, the joint. What's up? All Even. All Even podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this on something. All Even. Yo, you. Oh my God. What's up with you, man? Now you gonna well, that's a shout out. You keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want to jump all the even podcast, right? Yeah, all even. All even podcast, right? All yeah. even. That's your man. My man. All right, shout out to all even pocket. He cool. Hundred percent. He cool. Is he? He cool. Let me see. Is he cool? Yeah. Let me see. Is he cool? Yeah. Welcome back, y'all. So the trade rumors are starting to swirl. Atlanta is. In a funny position. They want to rebuild, but Arthur Blank doesn't want to get rid of Matt Ryan. He loves Matt Ryan, but they may draft the quarterback. They may not. They may draft Kyle Pitts. They may not. But now Julio Jones may be traded. Julio Jones, the staple of this franchise since he's gotten here. Great player. Puts up big numbers. But... Is it really that big of a deal? Here's Hear me out. Here's the thing. Julio Jones is a great receiver. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. But does he actually move the needle to make you win football games? No. There's not many receivers that do. If Julio Jones is out, which he's always hurt, in some point of the season every year. They operate just fine without him. Calvin Ridley is a up-and-coming number one type receiver. I remember when Austin Hooper was there, he had a big year. So, is Julio Jones that big of a deal to lose for Atlanta? Is Julio Jones that big of a deal for somebody else to acquire him? Nah, nah. I don't look at Julio Jones as a Jerry Rice. I don't look at Julio Jones as a guy like even a Devontae Adams. He doesn't score enough touchdowns for me. It's all a bunch of empty calorie statistics. It's like putting on that extra room in your house so you can up the value of your home just so you can probably sell it. And yet the room does nothing for the value. So you kind of just wasted your money putting this on. You didn't do your research enough. You didn't realize that adding this particular type of room doesn't matter. That's what Julio Jones is. Great player. But does he win you a Super Bowl? Adding him, does he win you a Super Bowl? Does he get you... To the Super Bowl. 
No. As great as Randy Moss was with the Patriots, did they win the Super Bowl? No. What was his impact in that game? Not much. This is what I'm saying. It's, it's you know, we, we hear the name. Oh, my God. They're going to trade Julio. Wow. Really, though? Does it really hold that much significance? It's not a quarterback. It's not a defensive end. Those guys matter. Julio Jones? Not so much. <laughs> Sorry to say. So, let's see what teams would be the best fit for Mr. Julio Jones. I say the Tennessee Titans would be a good fit. They need a guy like that. I say the Green Bay Packers. Getting him and Devontae Adams would, that would make sense. That'd be nice to see. The Detroit Lions, that would be a good fit as well. They just lost Kenny Galladay, so getting a big-time receiver like Julio Jones for Jared Goff, whatever skills he has left, that'd be nice. New England, I think the Patriots would be good because Patriots grab everybody, don't they? I'd say Patriots. So those are my teams that I would see are the actual viable spots. Maybe even Miami. Maybe even Miami. I think Miami could be a dark horse as well. But are any of those teams outside of Green Bay really legitimate Super Bowl contenders? Man, not so much. (laughs) Moving on, moving on. The Patriots and the Panthers are in trade talks for the Pats to acquire that number eight pick in the draft. Belichick is working, y'all. He has his eyes on Justin Fields. He has his eyes on Trey Lance if Trey Lance drops, which I don't think he will. But he has his eyes on somebody. And I'm telling y'all right now, you don't want Bill Belichick to get any one of these quarterbacks. You just don't. That's not that's not what you're what you're looking for. If you want Bella Rings to go away, you don't allow him to get one of these good quarterbacks. You just don't. This is going to be able to rejuvenate his career, his enthusiasm, that that level of competition that he seeks, that level of perfection that he wants. Getting one of these young blood quarterbacks, that's exactly what the doctor ordered. Cam Newton, as good as he is, he's not the same Cam Newton from five, six years ago. Injuries has taken a toll on him. And hey, he's never been that accurate anyway. But for a one-year experiment, well, it's turning into two years now, and having a quarterback that you can be able to groom and sit like how he did Brady when he had Bledsoe, That's exactly what Bill wants. So I'm telling y'all right now, don't be surprised if it happens and don't be mad when they're good because that's what Bill Belichick does. He finds a way to get things done and then he's hoisting another Lombardi trophy years down the road. Everybody wants to put it on Brady. Okay, yeah, Brady's the GOAT. 
but give Belichick his respect as well. Brady had a tailor-made situation in Tampa Bay. But Belichick's team didn't do that bad either. They should have been in the playoffs had it not been for Cam's three bad performances or him getting COVID. So, I look at these things. Now, how does this benefit Carolina? Benefits Carolina a ton. They got their quarterback already. They have a good wide receiver core. If they can be able to move back and go to 15, they can be able to get somebody who they possibly want. Maybe a cornerback. Maybe a guy like Micah Parsons if he drops. So there's a lot of possibilities for Carolina. They don't need to be in the eighth, in the eighth spot because they're not looking for a quarterback. They're possibly not even looking for a wide receiver, and they can still probably get a wide receiver at 15. So it actually makes all the sense in the world for them to move back. Yeah, I like it. I like what Matt Rule and those guys are doing over there. I really do. I'm going to root for them really, really hard this season. I love Sam Darnold. I like Christian McCaffrey. I think Robbie Anderson is a damn good uh, wide receiver. So they have pieces that I, I like. Matt Rule, I'm, you know, book is still out on him. Jury's still out on him. I want to see a little more. But I like his confidence. Hey, I guess I'm just rooting for them double because I want Sam Darnold to stick it to the Jets. <laughs> I want him to stick it to Joe Douglas and those Jets. I really do. But moving on, Jimmy G, quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, may have to pack up and leave town. <laughs> because guess what? Mac Jones coming. Mac Jones is on the way. Either Mac Jones or Trey Lance, according to sources. I, I Listen, I've been telling people for a solid month now that Mac Jones is the guy. Mac Jones is going to get drafted high. And everybody, no, 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 Mac Jones, he's terrible. He's not good. Okay. I say different. For what I've seen this guy do, accurate, can make a lot of throws. Okay, everybody wants to criticize tight window throws. You know, I had Matt Okada on my All Even Live exclusive show, and he was talking about, you know, his percentage with tight window throws, were it was low. But he didn't have a lot of opportunities, so that's a that may be a nothing stat. And he, he didn't play from behind. That's another nothing stat. People are just finding things to criticize this kid. Played he played with good talent. He's at Alabama. Okay, Alabama has not generated or produced a lot of great quarterbacks. The last great quarterback out of Alabama, in my opinion, was Joe Namath. So, I mean, you know, but there's something about this kid. He has moxie. He has leadership qualities. He's accurate as hell. I like accurate quarterbacks. If you can be able to give me the football when I need the football, what else do I need you to do? That's the job, right? Recognize defenses. Understand what's being put in front of you. Going through your reads. Your second, your third reads, looking off receivers, hitting your checkdowns. He does all of those things. So a guy like Kyle Shanahan, who's a quarterback whisperer, why would he like Mac Jones so much if he's not good? 
I, I trust guys like Kyle Shanahan. I don't trust guys like Dave Gettleman. I don't trust other guys that really don't understand what the hell they're looking for. But I trust a guy like Kyle Shanahan. Hell, he turned Matt Ryan into an MVP. Not saying that Matt Ryan is trash. He's not trash. He's never been trash. But he's never been a phenomenal, great, elite, Hall of Fame quarterback. No, that's not who he is. He's just very good. So, if Kyle Shanahan can do that to him, I can guarantee he can do a lot more with Mac Jones. That's all I'm saying. This guy has something about him. I'm not going to go, you know, he reminds me of Brady. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to blaspheme like that. However, I will say that you keep telling the kid that he doesn't have this and he doesn't have that and he can't do this and he can't do that. And when he gets to the next level and he does all of the things that you want him to do, everybody, man, that Mac Jones, huh? Something else. <laughs> and I'm going to just look at everybody and just like, just, just stop. Shut up. So I'm going to tell people, just stop. Because how, how come you couldn't see what I can see? It's right in front of you. It's just like Trey Lance. When he played 28 touchdowns and no interceptions. Everybody, oh, he didn't play against good competition. He played. Oh, my God. Just stop. Look at what's in front of you. The guy can truck people. He can run people over. He's, he's a good quarterback, escapability, all of those great stuff. Mac Jones is not the athlete that Trey Lance is, but he definitely has the leadership qualities. He has the arm to make throws. He doesn't have a Zach Wilson arm or a Patrick Mahomes arm or Aaron Rodgers arm. Don't need that. Don't need that. All you need is an arm like Drew Brees. That's all you need. Drew Brees has a Super Bowl. Wasn't one of the hardest throwers, but he was damn deadly accurate, wasn't he? That's all I care about. That's all anybody should care about. Who cares who he played with? Who cares what type of level talent he had on the field? Heisman Trophy winning this guy. Who gives a crap? Did he do his job? That's what we're asking, right? That's all we're asking for. Do your job, do it well, and the team will win. So if he does that in the NFL with a good defense, he does his job, does it well, they will win, right? That's the formula for success in the NFL. Don't turn the ball over, don't make bad decisions, and do exactly as you're told in regards to running the play. That's what Mac Jones can do. So I don't see all of this hoopla and all of this negative talk about my man Mac Jones. Just lay off. Mac Jones is my guy. I'm going out on the limb and I'm saying it. He's going to be one of the best three quarterbacks in this draft. Zach Wilson, Mr. Jim McMahon, he, he, he not, he's not one of them. Not one of them. But Mac Jones is. Mac Jones is going to be the guy. And poor Jimmy G. <laughs> poor Jimmy G. Signed that big deal over here and now he's possibly going to be on the move. And listen, I think... Him getting traded may make sense. And who knows? If Bill Belichick can't get that eighth pick, maybe he goes back and gets Jimmy. He loves Jimmy. And if Jimmy's available, maybe he takes him. Maybe he takes him. Or maybe he waits until the offseason where he can be able to just 
sign him clean because he still has, you know, Cam Newton under center for this year. So I don't know if he wants to bring Jimmy in to kind of cause that that friction. You know what I mean? I I don't think he does that. But you know, if it's not New England, where does Jimmy end up? Does he end up getting another starting job? Maybe not. Maybe he's a backup. And if he's not careful, <laughs> Burger, Burger King is hiring. <laughs> oh, man, I kid. I kid Jimmy G. I, I think Jimmy G is a decent quarterback. He's just, I don't think he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You know, maybe if the defense is like super elite, like Baltimore back in 2000. But, you know, I, I just, he did not make enough throws and plays in that Super Bowl against the Chiefs because they were up big and he couldn't execute and allow Patrick Mahomes and those guys to gain confidence and that's all she wrote so maybe that's the closest he'll ever get unfortunate but just the way the cookie crumbles for certain athletes not meant to win in other news though big breaking news in the sporting world Floyd Mayweather is back He's going to be fighting June 6th. And guess who the hell he's going to fight? Logan Paul, the YouTuber. Why, why, why is this a thing? Why, why is this a thing? My man just hit me up in my text and was like, Yeah, son, you know, Mayweather, Logan Paul, man, book it. It's going to be great. I'm going to watch it. I'm like, Why? You gonna spend seventy five dollars on that fight? For what? Is Logan Paul a professional fighter? No. Is Floyd Mayweather still in his prime? No. How does this help boxing? How does this actually bring legitimacy back to boxing? You have one of the greatest champions of all time in regards to Floyd Mayweather. No matter how you feel about him outside of the ring, or even how you feel about his place in history. None of that matters because he's he's undefeated. He does have a place in history. What does this do for him? What does this do for real fights? You know what this reminds me of? The Brawl for All. WWE had put on a Brawl for All years ago where wrestlers are boxing each other and knocking everybody out. And it, it was funny, but it was sad at the same time. Because it's like, these dudes are wrestlers. They're not, they're not boxers, and they don't know technique. They can be able to really hurt each other. And that's, that's exactly what ended up happening with some people in that tournament. The brawl for all. It's nonsense. This is what this thriller thing is. This is what this sideshow is. And another point that I'd like to make about this is that does Floyd really need the money? No. This is not a... Big money super fight. It's Logan Paul. What what are we doing here? Like, I, I don't really have much respect for a guy that would come out of retirement to fight this dude. All due respect to Logan Paul. You're not a professional. You're not a Hall of Fame fighter. You're not a legitimate pound-for-pound guy. This is worse than the Conor McGregor fight. At least Conor McGregor was a was a UFC guy, mixed martial artist. What is Logan Paul? Successful YouTuber, 
has over 23 million views or subscribers or whatever it is. Great. You're not a boxer, really. Because if you wanted to be a real boxer, you'd go get your license or you'll go ahead and become a professional. Do it professionally and then my opinion about you will change. Until then, it's a sideshow. This is all it is. It's a sideshow. And people love sideshows. People will always pull over to the side of the road to go watch the freak carnival. Because it makes them laugh. Gives them a tickle. Or they'll watch the NASCAR race just to see somebody crash and burn. That's what we do as a society. This is exactly what this is. This is the category that it falls in. Big Top Circus. Ringling Brothers. This is not serious. You got guys like De La Hoya that want to come out of retirement now for what? Nobody wanted to see you when you were fighting. And now you want to come back? It's giving boxing a bad name. I grew up loving boxing. I grew up with guys like Pernell Whitaker. I grew up with guys like Roy Jones, Mike Tyson, Riddick Bowe, Sugar Ray, Tommy Hearns, Marvin Hagler. All of these greats, you would never see them do this. Tyson stepped back in the ring. He's 50 years old. You want to do that? That's fine. But Floyd doing this with a guy like Logan Paul, at least Tyson fought Roy. Two washed up fighters. He didn't go fight some, some YouTuber off the street. Some guy that fights in a meat locker at his job. So what, what are we doing here? This is not real. But yet they getting paid millions of dollars for this fight. This fight may end up grossing more than the Tyson Fury Joshua fight. What are we doing? That's a legit fight for real stakes. Nah, we'd rather watch the sideshow in the corner. So I'm not going to watch it. I don't care if I have a podcast about sports that I got to cover certain things. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not wasting my time because at the end of the day, I don't respect what they're doing. So if I don't respect it, I'm not going to watch it. I'll get the clips on YouTube. I'll get the clips on ESPN just like everybody else. But I'm not going out paying my hard-earned money for that nonsense. I got too much respect for myself. I don't watch sideshows. I watch real professional sports. I used to watch something very similar to this when I was a kid. It was funny. Entertained me a lot. And then it went away. It was called Celebrity Deathmatch. This is very, very similar, except with the claymation joke. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Tuesday night. So all even. This is the God Gents and Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also check us out at CigarGentsAndGals.com, where everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the A-L-F-R-E to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast. 
And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So let's just go ahead with the first candidate of the week, shall we? May I have the drum roll, please? And the candidate is Kevin Love, former NBA champion with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Kevin Love is my candidate for... Because, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, before I even go into my spiel, may I just play Exhibit A. Roll the footage. Home by three. Malachi on the drive. Well, a lot of excitement here in the neighborhood of the Raptors, right? Both the Wizards and the Bulls. And look at that. Turnover. Turnover. The three. Malachi on a 5-0 run. Uh, ice cold. Fouled. And here's this play I was talking about. Just good hustle. What is Kevin Love doing? I don't He's just batting it. At... My goodness. Yeah, just... That's hot. Yeah, I think he was batting it like, like batting it down. To- so, listen, I get it. I get that you're at a bad job and you hate the people there and you don't want to talk to Jim that comes to the water cooler every day and asks you about the game. I get it. Kevin Love is miserable. He's frustrated. He doesn't want to be there. But to do that in front of thousands of fans and people are at home watching you and you're getting a paycheck for that a significant amount of money to play basketball and you do that (laughs) Uh, what I like about it is that people are killing him about it I you know I kind of had this cynical approach that you know because of what he looks like, they may not go that far. But, nah, he's been catching it. And now he's going to have to catch it from me, too. Newsflash, sir. When you were with the Minnesota Timberwolves, you were putting up big stats, and everybody thought that you were one of the best players in all of basketball. But your team didn't win a damn thing. Team couldn't make the playoffs. Team didn't advance, they didn't go anywhere. But you were putting up great stats, weren't you? Until LeBron saved you. You got to Cleveland, and Braun turned you into a champion. And what has happened after that fact? You've gone right back to where you're normally accustomed to. Being a loser. Being a guy that pouts and blames his teammates about what's going on around him. But what are you personally doing to stop them from being so bad? Nothing. You know why? Because you're not a leader. You're not a guy that can be able to fix things. You're not a guy that kids look up to and say, I got to go follow Kevin Love. Instead, what they want to do now is they want to beat the hell out of you. (laughs) They want to beat the hell out of you because you literally cost them a game. What are you doing? I've seen guys 
throw tantrums like that at rec ball tournaments. They just walk off the court or they do some not some nonsense because they paying to play in the tournament. They're paying you to play, and you behave like that. I'm telling you right now, if I was if I was his teammate, I'm going back to that locker room and I'm just sw- <laughs> I'm just swinging. I'm just swinging. I don't care what I hit as long as I connect on him or on a body part of his. That's that that's what that particular behavior warrants that type of response you don't do that with grown men but maybe maybe he's not a grown man maybe he's a little petulant child not getting his way we're not winning hey i won championships with lebron james i deserve better maybe you don't getting paid a handsome salary to just sit there be a mentor to these kids on this team and set an example. Because if somebody wanted to trade for you, they would have. But they look at your contract and they say, oh, no, 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 no. We don't want him. So guess what's going to happen to you, sir? You are going to be relegated on this team. They're not going to play you. No team is going to trade for you. So you're going to have to wait until next season to get a buyout. Ooh. Purgatory. I love it. I love it for guys like you because what have you done otherwise to make anybody have any type of respect for you? You do this. Now you're the leper in the NBA. Now nobody wants to come near you because in a kingdom that's collapsing around you, you're the biggest court gesture, the biggest cavalier court gesture there is. And instead of them throwing tomatoes at you, they're hitting you with dummy sticks. (laughs) Get this bum out of here. So Kevin Love, you can forget about being in the Cavaliers Hall of Fame or whatever other celebration they got planned. But you're possibly a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. I see you guys on Saturday. So until then, stay safe. Stay cool. Peace. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcasts. Listen to the show on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, and wherever podcasts are available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcasts. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe button. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.